children. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, but as speaking as a, from a black man's standpoint, you know, I mean, this is the ones that I see who are in tears right now, and it, you know, it bothers me. So, what what should you do? Just in the morning, leaving out the door, go. I'll I'll give you a little bit of um, what my perspective is. When I wake up in the morning, with all like the tragedies that have been happening, we gotta realize that there is a system that's set in in place to kind of keep you in the position where you're at. Right. And in order to have the motivation to go out and be somebody better than who you are, but all these situations that have been happening, you can't let that tear you down. You can't let that make you angry. As much as it hurts and as much as as it wants to make you just go crazy, you can't because that's exactly what they want you to do. They want you to overreact. They want you to act like a quote-unquote animal. Right, right, right. They want you to ride in the streets. They want you to tear down your neighborhoods. They want that. Right. And it's like... The person that's like poking you with the stick, like, all right, right, right. Wait, it's a lot you, of that right now. Yeah, when are you going to explode? And this is what they want. So you have to do the complete opposite. Right. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, you need to ask the question, how can I be better than I was yesterday? Right. Now, speaking just to just to cut to jump in there, when you say the complete opposite, here's the problem: you're dealing with when you're dealing with young men, you're dealing with with a black man who who can't really, he's not the boss at work. He's, you know, he's the middle worker. He, he's being, you know, discriminated against. What is the opposite? What what exactly is that in detail? And I think that's the part that's actually missing. Okay. The opposite is, uh, all right, you have your association. And most of, for what I know, the young black males, the association is with quote type people. Right, right. You know, the quote-unquote ghetto. Mm-hmm. Now, when you see that all the time, it's kind of hard to to, to see something better because, you know, you, you see people with baggy pants, see people with loose shirts, mm-hmm. they're talking this and that, slang, whatever. Right. Now, the opposite of that is to not be afraid to be different because a lot of people, they don't want to speak properly because they don't want to sound white. Right. And I, you know, I get that too. Right. Oh, why are you talking like that? Why are you sounding white? It's not white. It's it's being proper. It's being an intellectual. Right. Right. You know, and a lot of people, you could say, oh, it's hard to 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 see what that picture is. Right. Right. But I mean, everybody knows correct English because you know you learn it in school. And, and we all have to use it at at times. I mean, exactly. and I'm a professional. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I don't I don't speak that way. I don't speak, use correct English. And I'm under I run you know I'm under I work under a CIO in a company. And I'm great at what I do, and I, I utilize that to carry me. But and I'm not threatened by anyone, you know, rather white woman or black woman. I don't care what status she on, what level she on, by any meeting and hold myself down. So that's that's where I find the issue. Why do we have to choose from that? I've I've never been derailed from who I am. To you know, and and I grew up different. I grew up very liberal, very free. I was able to do my own thing, and I do also want to ask um, Mr. Critic to jump in here as well because he as well. You know, I could run through the same office. We work at the same in the same environment. I could run through that same exact office and say, "Do you know?" I get stuff done. You know, I get that respect. Where some of those same people, you know, they see him coming, and it's like 
they either automatically feel threatened. Um, he speak to them. He yelled. And I just cursed you out. I just let you have it. I called you, you know. Yeah. But he can repeat the same thing or actually be nice. And it will seem more like a threat. So my my issue now at this point is how do we change that? How I mean, is there is it even a, a, a resolution to it? Can we change that? It is possible. It is possible to change it, but a lot of people have to open their minds and realize that you can't just judge a, judge a book by its cover. Right. And that's where most of it comes. Like a lot of people, they might not feel threatened by you because you're a female. Right. Whereas him, he's a black male. Right. So they might feel threatened by him because of stereotypes. Exactly. I get that a lot too. Like a lot of people, they'll like start backing up from me because I'm black. But then once I, I say something to you, like, oh, how's your day or whatever, right. then they ease up. They're like, oh, okay. Right, yeah, right, right. right. Okay. It's not so much of a threat. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. You know what I think it, a lot also with, with black men, um, the tonality yeah. that you use and, you know, the way that you speak. Like you said, uh, unfortunately, some people can't change that. You know, I have a father who's very educated, who who makes a lot of money, but it doesn't matter because he, he talks how he talks, and he's not going to ever change that. You know what I mean? So he's almost, what, 70 years old? He's not changing. That's not going to change now. And he, I'm sure, faced a lot of different things in life because of, you know, I'm not changing how I talk for nobody. You know, man, we're going to get this done. And, I mean, yeah, we, we can all jump into that mode, but... You know, we see we see other people, and they don't change who they're they are to get a job or to hang out in certain places. Like if we go into a bar right now, just down the street from where we are, um, they're gonna stop and turn around. Look, you know, they're gonna be like, mm, "Who are they? They're not from around here." How do you know? You know, I live across the street. I did actually go into the bar one time around here, and I did get looks like, "Why is she in here?" and at the same time, you know, you, you had some people who wanted to be friendly, and you had some people who had their drinking with go from the other side. Definitely. And that's fine for me, but I was also, I also, it hurt. It hurt deep down inside. I was like, wow, you know what's next to me? That's fine. I should go take their drink because yeah. I'm spiteful. I feel like I'm, I'm going to go take your drink, and now I'm going to drink some of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can't, and, it, and I know it creates hostility. There's no way, like, oh, you can't keep doing that. And I'm like, I know, but still. You know how how do we get how do we get past this? You know, just watching it the, the, from Instagram. I'm watching the pictures. I'm watch. I, I watched uh, a veteran. Um, I, I've been trying to post all these things I'm gonna talk about. Uh, so um, I watched the veteran and I posted up, and, and he he's in tears. He's like, I went and fought for my country. I went and fought for a country that you told me was mine. You told me this is your country. You go fight for your country. And and he said I did that. And now I'm out here defending my people, my culture, my background, and now you're calling the same that for this country, you're calling me a thug. Like, why was it tears coming down his eyes? Why does he feel that way? Well, at the end of the day, we have to realize that there it is a system. And the plan of the system is divide and conquer. Right. Once you divide people by race, by age, by sexuality, you they're easily controlled. Right, right. And people might say, oh, well, why does the system want to control me? Right. It's because they can carry out the agendas that they have, whatever they might be. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, a lot of people are saying, oh, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. 
that's due to a system. Right. Because when you have only a certain amount of people to actually worry about, it makes it easier to 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 carry out what you want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when you have, like, a hierarchy of everybody that's on the same level, you don't really have to worry about everybody else. Right. 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 You know? And, like, it, it's it's a very deep topic to talk about. It is. It is. And it's, that's why I put you on the spot. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I can put my thoughts into words. And it's, you know, I want to I interject because it's – I. I the the main thing the main part of, of this conversation today I want you to kinda of concentrate with me on what I've been working on personally. This is just my own personal self because my mission in life is to help somebody. Just one person too, maybe. You know, to help somebody kinda of get past a struggle. And I feel like if we can, you know, and rather we invite them out and we speak to them or we give them suggestions on on how to handle this or how to work on being calm or how to work on to to better themselves to get out of that that feeling. I mean, I, a lot of a lot of it I find is they're stuck in a field. And being a therapist for so many years and then just coming out of that world, you know, when you're a therapist, you hang with therapists, you're around therapists, you're you're doctors and psychologists all day. When you step out of that and then you're around people who are actually stressing and struggling, because honestly, I, I think everybody in the doctor's office had pills. They took a happy pill when they came in, and they remained like that all day. Right. So, <laughs> so you come out, and then you change jobs, and I'm like, okay, I'm not a therapist anymore. I'm not at the clinics anymore. So now I'm out. I'm in a, I'm in a, um, a mental health IT department, and I'm seeing something different. I'm seeing something. I'm seeing people who who are what I call regular, like all these regulars, you know. But you know, and a lot of them come to me and say, well, how should I handle this? I'm like, don't get your bills. You pay them, Jones. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you tripping. That's not regular. That's not normal to you. You just, you open them up and you be like, oh, all right. All right, I ain't going to buy no hoagies this week because I got to do this. But I find myself coaching people a lot more. So, like, for my field of coaching, <laughs> they help me with everyday things. Not better, like, not really the better. You're still open to better them. But it's not what I expected as, you know, becoming a coach. I didn't think I would be really helping people with um, life skills. Oh yeah. And I said, oh my gosh. So I feel like now I was like, oh, this is like nursery school. Yeah. So where do where do we start? And I think approaching this is starting there. It's saying, hey, you know, he's no better than you because he, this is what he does different. I think we have to start keep reteaching culture yeah. on what we should be doing. And I, I really truly believe it starts with finances and educating our youth on what an APR is because I didn't know what an APR was until I started teaching it, yeah. literally. Well, I went to school, learned, and they threw me in this training program, and I came out. I was like, oh, I know all about finances now, you know what I mean? And it it, it, it was new to me. I didn't hear about uh, credit in school. I mean, I probably cut that day, but still, I didn't hear about that. Not in the schools. I right. Yeah. These are things that FICO score. <laughs> people, I tell people every day, they be like, oh, my credit been bad all this long. Yes, but do you know that there's a new system in place and the FICO score has changed? And they're like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not, to me, in my world, in my head, because I know I live alone, it's, it's something you should know. Definitely. And then when I meet people and I, I realize thousands and thousands of people who have have no idea what that is. It scares me. 
and I feel like my voice on this show alone, you know, and when I'm out speaking and when I'm walking down the street and when I'm in a store looking for my unique gifts, you know, I say, hi, how you doing? I like your shirt. And, and I start this crazy, strange conversation about your finances. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something, you know, but we need to really, I think it's more or less we, you know, as it's maybe 10 of us on the planet now that that can that get it. And I think we we should all come together at 10% to help educate. But the problem is, I struggle with, um, where do we start? I think everybody has a different starting place, and it's hard to build a curriculum when everybody starts from somewhere different. So I, I, I kind of commend teachers on trying to do that because it's almost impossible. How do you draw this curriculum up and you don't know where to really start? Um, I have another black man in the building, and I'm going to force him to jump in whether he like it or not. So if he get violent, y'all, come on, we got riot. <laughs> black man got to get violent. <laughs> so, you know, I was serious about you. I was serious about you. And you said it to me because I'm a little darker than her. Exactly, exactly. So I just wanted to kind of put you in a conversation a little bit on I declare peace, not war. And a lot of people are like, well, why do you make that make it the topic? I made that the topic because, you know, I, I've seen a lot of our leaders out here, and they're, they're old school leaders, and, you know, I, I love them enough. I love what they stand for. I love what they did. I love what they're saying. But the game, so, the game has changed. The game has changed a whole lot, you know what I mean? So I want to I wanna get your, your take on it as well on what, what does I declare peace, what does that mean to you? And how do you really feel? Do you declare war or do you declare peace as a black man yeah, right now? I just say you said that. I was about to say that. I don't. I don't declare peace. Okay. I don't declare war either. Okay. It's a really complicated, a complicated issue. I feel like um, when people are talking about this declaration of war, they're looking to, to, to things like the uh, the uh, the recent events, the recent riots, and things like that, and that it's a declaration of war, but not realizing what people riot for. Right. So people are calling for peace and saying that we should, we should march and we should, you know, get our voices heard that way and protest and, and, and buy crayons and make signs and things like that. But um, just, you know, my short period of earth, what I realized is that nothing ever came after a march but April. It's the only thing that's ever come after a march. Right. You know what I mean? So if you really want to get something done, is is a solution to stand outside and protest and signs up? I don't think so. But is it to, 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 to do to go as far as to declare an all-out war, um, yeah, I don't think that's the solution either. Um, I like I like what Abidan was telling us, and he was saying that um, uh, he was kind of saying that we should work on ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. Um, another rapper put it. He he, he brought that to light when he said that I think it was Kendrick Lamar, and I feel like um, there were different interpretations of that. But my interpretation of what he was saying was you can't really make anything better unless you make yourself better. Right. You know what I'm saying? You work on yourself before you work on anything else. Mm-hmm. And once we start doing that, then then we can move. Right. Um, also, what we need to start doing is focusing on what we want to get accomplished. We go out and have protests and uh, and things like that. Right. We have to have an agenda. Yeah. Right. What's the agenda? What are we here for? And when they come down and say, what do you want, where's the list? <laughs> right, 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 you know? right. I think there's a lot of that going on. You know, I think we're out here, we're we're marching, we're making a lot of noise, we're breaking stuff and yeah. setting stuff on fire, and then they're like, okay, 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 what do you want? And we're like, uh, uh, <laughs> can we call you? <laughs> right, right. We're, we're seeing a, we're seeing a lot of that right now. So, so, and and I, again, 
we have to educate them. We have to say, hey, before you go out there, I know you're going to be out there all week, so here, take this list. <laughs> this is the thing that you have to demand. And I, like you said, you both can't, you, you, you selected what I call my comma. I declare comma. I declare peace, comma, not war. You know what I mean? So if it's not war, if it's not peace, what do you declare? Um, the, uh, the That same gentleman that I was watching, you know, and I commend him for his tears, for his emotional, for his empathy, for everything. I thought that, I mean, he touched me the most. Um, where he, he also stated that, um, let me make sure I'm wrong because I'm good at this, you know, this is allegedly like no. <laughs> internet ready, I can just say what I want, mess everybody conversation up, but um, I think he he went on to say, okay, uh, pacifying, that, you know, we're rewarded, be, so, like, give them what they want so they can calm down, all right, y'all, we gave y'all, they, they in jail now, you know, and then they say, you know, we see them in the Bahamas, they post stuff on Facebook, like, ah, kill niggas, get away with it, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't be about that, I mean, but we're seeing it. Honestly, we're seeing it. So I, I kind of agree with him. You know, he he's he's out for peaceful protest. I get it. But what happened? I, I feel I feel like I've been a victim of that before. You know, Jamila, give give her a job, give her a job here, give her a higher promotion. You know what I mean? And so she can now. And I refer to myself on the radio as Jamila. Isn't that something? All right, Nina Capone, whatever. Anyway, this is this how deep this is. And this is how real this is touching the real part of me. So, <laughs> you know, um, give her give her a higher position so she can shut up because she gets the other people riled up or she making them believe in themselves. So she out here, you know what I mean? And I am that person. I'm the motivator of everybody. I don't care about the money at the job. That say, oh, you're not, you're not the supervisor, so I'm not going to do this. Well, I'm not the supervisor, but they seem to listen to what I say, so I'm going to tell them the right things to do, and I'm going to stand over them until they get it. I'm going to help them get to where they need to be at, you know. And I find myself a lot. People pull me away. The managers come in and they, hey, Janela, come sit in the manager side. Hey, Janela, go to all these wonderful meetings. So I can go ahead and get these dummies back on yeah. on our track, you know, and what. How do we how do we handle that? They're throwing they're telling you be quiet, I mean be quiet, you're making too much noise. And here's what you want. That's the whole thing. One of the things I wanna say is there's just about never gonna be equality because people are gonna look out for theirs. Mm -hmm. Just like white people look out for white people, blacks look out for blacks, Hispanics look out for poor Hispanics. Mm -hmm. Now, it's wrong, but at the it's, end of the day life. that yeah, it's that's life. how it happens. Um the next thing I wanna say is us as leaders, we can't give in to the bone that they throw us. You know, just like he's saying, like, okay, like, all right, all right, you guys are, are rioting. Here, all right, they're in jail, they're in jail. Right. But it, that can't be the end. And it can't just be African Americans that are are protesting. It can't just be white. It has to right. be all of us collectively. Right. right. And one of the major things that we could do is everybody doesn't go to work one day. Oh, I'm with that. And watch what happens. Right, right, because now you, you, you put a hole in the economy. Exactly. Money stopped. Money stopped. And everybody say, well, I can't, I can't do that. I, I need to feed my kids. I need, trust me, the government will get the point. Exactly. And if it doesn't work one day, the second day, the third day. We're not working until there's a change. Right. And the right. problem is we have too many old school leaders that are in offices that haven't been changed. Right. We have too many people that are 
already, I'll say, they're already brainwashed into the system that they want. Right, right. You know, a lot of people don't even realize that the Federal Reserve isn't the U.S. bank. Right. It's a privately owned private bank. <laughs> right. And how can you say, oh, well, the government's looking out for me? No, they're not. They're getting from from one of their own people. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? We have too many, I'll say it, we have too many gangsters that are in office. People are in office for 30, 40, 50 years. These people have old school beliefs. Exactly. And they're going to keep that going. Mm-hmm. It's just like putting somebody racist ahead of a board. He's going to be racist until he dies. Exactly. And that's and you're you're almost never going to change that person. Exactly. So you can look for all these different tri- types of solutions, this and that, but it starts from the people who are running this country. Mm-hmm. We need to make a change there, and then we can see a change after. Right. We can't give in to the politicians saying, oh, well, I'm for the poor, and we want to help the poor. What is that person really saying? If he's for the poor, he wants to keep you poor right. so that you'll stay on his side. Exactly. And we don't realize that. Right. We don't open right. our minds to say, oh, wait a second. Why does he want me to stay poor? Right. Why is he for me? He should want to lift me up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think that, that again, comes with the education of people. Like, if we say, hey, everybody should just go ahead and vote Republican. And they're like, Choke me, hang me, tie me up, put me away. Think about it. Think about it. I mean, we're so, we're constantly dreams mm-hmm. and dreams and dreams. And you're like, okay, and lies, and lies on top of lies and, and hope. And, hope. Mm-hmm. and, and, and we, we watch somebody, if you ever met anybody that lost hope, the most devastating person you've ever met. Right. <laughs> right. right. You a man has lost hope or a woman has lost hope. It's almost it's, it, they're done. It's, that's your scrambled egg there, and I see it now happening more than ever. You know, I've seen it less as a therapist than when I'm out here now in what I call the real world. I'm like, oh my god, these people don't have hope. You know, I just sat at work and I told a coworker that no, no, I'm going to go to a better story. Okay. I'm walking into the to the job and a coworker I have a suit on. I have a suit on. I suits to work. I wear suits to work because it makes me feel good. I, it makes me feel in charge of my day to day. That means I woke up on the bed in the, in the bad world. So I get up and I wear something fancy. And it may not be super duper fancy, but it's fancy to me. Suit type. He crack up. He think crazy. But <laughs> so I, I go into work. We're walking into work. We call me in a suit. You know, I look professional. Usually I can wear. I can wear what I want to. But I chose to wear a suit this day. And he's like, Where you going? What you doing? What you going on the interview? You got to you somewhere. Where you going? You trying to leave? No, I'm like, no, I just felt like getting shot today. Yeah. Or you trying to leave? I know what you're trying. And just, just the the misconception that because I, I wore something nice, I got to go on an interview. <laughs> this is not an interview uniform. It's just yeah. something nice to wear. So we have to, to change the mind and perception of, you know, especially our people. You know, I was never asked that. My, my CEO seen me that same day. And she was like, you look so cute. I'm like, oh God, okay, thank you. And then she's like, I love your little, your little outfit there, and I'm like, thank you. But she didn't ask, hey, Demo, are you going to an interview? Are you going to leave the company? And I'm like, you know. But 
all of our people tend, I, I tend to only hear that. And I don't walk around with a racist mind saying who's going to ask me about But I do because I like to analyze every single thing that happens in the world. So I do analyze. Right. <laughs> I got to talk about someone already. Yeah. So I do analyze those things. And it, that that is interesting to me that, you know, my, my counterpart takes me and my another job and my superiors say, hey, you look nice. Great. Matter of fact, we're doing a TV show today. Why don't you come and walk with us? I mean, and right. people say, well, how, how did you get in that meeting? I went in the meeting because I got this nice suit on. Yeah. Well, what about? I don't know. I ain't getting no memo. Or I ain't even getting a agenda. I just said they were look good. You know? But this this is constantly happening. Um, the same with, with a woman going to get a job. Go to a job, you know, and this is, of course, I tested it out. Long weave all the way down on my butt, heavy makeup on, um, suit, heels, you know, you got to get a good heel, you know, so the heels, flawless, you know, just all that, go into a job interview, and it goes fairly well, you know, going, I, I know what I know, so I'm going to go ahead and carry myself the same way, boom, went in the interview, interview went well, didn't get caught back, same approach, different interview person, next year, went in, natural hair, um, what else did I had? Regular suit, same thing. Suit a little more calm, you know, more of a flat shoe instead of a heel. Flat shoe, pants suit. Went into the same interview and got the call back. And same person, same, yes, light skin. I got the light skin. So, you know, okay, same light skin, go into this interview, same person. But because I had, I looked more ghetto. I looked a dressed up ghetto girl. Yeah. I went into the interview the first time. and I came back, I just looked like a regular just regular. I didn't try anything. Just, hey, how you doing? And I talk like that. That's my uh, work voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to do anything. That was my work voice. That don't mean I can't curse you out in that voice. I'm going to go in anyway. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So, you know, and I went in and I was like, wow, I just found it. I didn't want the job, so I didn't really care if they called me back or not. But that was my experiment. And it, I found that when I was just being regular, when I looked like a, a ghetto black girl, I didn't get the call back. And it was two different people that interviewed me, but at the same time, they went that other girl. You know, they, they wanted the regular girl. Oh, she has her natural hair. And first thing they say, you're so pretty. Thank you. You know, like, oh, she has natural hair out. So it, I could feel that I was judged. I, I knew I was judged the first time. I knew when I walked in how the receptionist looked at me and she expected a certain way, like for me to talk and carry myself. Um, it was like a shock. It was, I wasn't shocked, but this is this is what we're faced with. This is why we can't get jobs. We don't know that going to be yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, times I tell people that, and it's it's almost like, all right, but you know, they turn around and be like, who am I? Meaning, who am I? Could you give me a list of who I am so I can go in here and do the right thing? And it's like, no, just just be you. And they don't know who they are. I want to jump into a quick commercial real quick, and then we're going to come back at 15 seconds from Cool Voice Media. Check it out, y'all. Promote your event with the targeted radio spots from CoolVoiceMedia.com. We will write, produce, and get your spot on the radio. Listen, when it comes to promotion, the answer is CoolVoiceMedia.com. All right, all right, all right. That was Cool Voice Media. Y'all, you're going to need a component. We got Ivy Don in the building, and of course... Mr. Critic. That was my Mr. Critic oh, imitation here. Is that the Mr. Critic? Yeah, Mr. Critic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to let you jump back in with where we left off there. Um, you know, being yourself. Who who are you? I'm seeing a lot these days that 
people don't really know who they are. Um, through my research of different books that I've read and, you know, just, like you say, analyzing people and, right, and, right. and doing all that, I see that most people follow somebody else. Right. Even when we say, oh, I don't follow that person. <laughs> right. We're fo- like, we're following them. Right, right. And our whole society has built up this cookie-cutter-like imaging. Right. Like, all the black males are supposed to be, like, the one you see in the media. Like, he's supposed to be angry. He's supposed to be baggy pants. He's supposed to be loose shirt, talking slang. Right. You got your white people. They're supposed right. to be, you know, preppy and tight jeans and, you know. Right, and happy, right, right, right. Spanish people. They're supposed to be with the umbrella, you know. <laughs> about you. Um, 
you, right, like things that that you know that you have that you'll hold back because you because they're not doing because it separates you from the other people. For a long time, I knew I could work uh, studio equipment. I knew I was a good IT person, but I didn't get into that field because I'm a good listener and I was told that's what I was good at. So for me to open business and I opened my business and said, you know what? And they say, well, what do you do? I said, I do everything. Actually, I want to get a sign. I says, I do everything. They should have never gave me a store because Nero was going to town. <laughs> we do everything. And I was just going to take all that, all that stuff out. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the, that's the issue with our people, with people in general. So it's not, it's, you know, and at first, you know, being, being as though I'm a little small, small town up in the mountains, there's cold and just all colorful people, you know, I got to see a lot of different races and cultures come together and unite and, and you know, my family, you know, who's also a, a Caucasian or, or Hispanic, you know, I'm from a really cultured family and I even look at them sometimes and say, you know, why do you say that? Why do you think I, I would do that? You know, a lot of people, even my family, most immediate family, may look at me and say, well, well, you know it, you know, you, I mean, you got an attitude, so I want to say I got an attitude because I wear weeds. I got an attitude because I wear weeds. Now I got an attitude because you said something like that. But, you know, or who may not grown grown up around me who wouldn't realize I went to college. You went to college. I went to college. You, you own a business. What, what did you think? What did you think I did? Like, how did you, how did, no, more or less, how did you do that? You know, and then I get the handful on the, the stairs. How do you do that? Right. You know, it was my drug money. Yeah. Just so you know. You know what I mean? You want to, you want to, it's like, how do we break that? That's the part we have to break up. We have to just jump out there and say we can do this. You know, you meet, I meet people every day, and they're like, you know, I met a young lady. She said, I want to open a, a, a cute boutique. That was, I was hilarious. She's cute. <laughs> okay, so you wanted to be cute. But you know, what, what's, your, what's your niche? What, you, what do you want to do with it? You know, she's like, well, I can't do it, girl. You know, I got kids. So, you know, and she's done with it. That's the end. No. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> We're stopping you, you know. And I, I mean, I was stuck in that. I was stuck there. I knew better because I was raised different again. And my parents said you can do whatever you want, you know. But I got stuck in society and the the way of life, and I stopped. I stopped being, you know. I stopped touching stuff. I got so many beatings as a child that I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that, you know. And then you grow up and you're like, huh? Can I touch it? They're like, but it's hot. But can I touch it? Yeah. You know. And but and I've been touching. And for the last, what, two, three years, I've just been touching stuff. What, what is this? How does can I do it? You know, and I think that that's where we got to get people. We got to get people back there to trying new things and risk-taking. You know, and I, my, I get a lot of people who don't like the word risk, so I took it out of my vocabulary. Risk and that's is why a beautiful word. It, it's a beautiful word. I took it out of my vocabulary because of the, the population that I deal with. The population I deal with, when I say they say, oh, God, Jamila, you're a risk taker. I'm not that way. So in order for me to get them to understand that they can be risk takers as well, I have to mask that word. Yeah. I mask that word, and I tell them that they're just making a a, a small investment in themselves. So we, we, we have to strategize on how we're going to save the people. We take 10 apiece. You want look, Mom over here staring at me. <laughs> She's like, I ain't doing what y'all doing. Yes, you are. <laughs> Guaranteed. No, you know, we if we just we start small. You know, I'm told by my mentor, even for this company, as a coach, start with 30 people. Start with 30 people, 
and build from there. So this year you have 30, next year you have another 30, and so on and so forth. And then those people are going to bring you clients. I was like, yeah, but where, but when do I? <laughs> huh? He's like, oh yeah. By the way, you might want to start another business in the background of that too. You know, and I'm like, oh man, I got all this work. But it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. It makes sense on so many levels. It's how I'm going to grow my business. It's how I'm going to get clients. It's how I'm going to actually get to that level of where I'm going in my life and you know my success rate. And he's right. I can do a bunch of other things. I mean, people want to hear this stuff. You know. You want to jump back in? Um, I got to let the guys talk. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. On the whole, the whole risk part. Right. People have to realize that as soon as you wake up, you put your foot outside of your bed, you're taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you could have had a leak in the bathroom, you put your foot on the floor, you slip, you break your neck. That's it. That's, you know, these these things happen. And Absolutely. people are like, oh, well, you're being dramatic. No. Stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. You, you're taking a walking down the steps. I fell out the door. So y'all know how my house is made. So we all family here. So we going <laughs> and going for work. <laughs> Mr. Critic see me do all the craziness. And he's like, well, what just happened? So I'm like Catwoman, right? So I come out the door. <laughs> so I'm walking out the door. And this is, this is, like you said, a risk. So I'm walking out the door. You know, that one door that goes, that leads to the porch. And I just fall. But in my head, it processed already. It processed at, like, light speed. So I'm like, okay, you're falling. So as I'm up in the air, I put my legs up so I can fall on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm chunky, girl. Didn't kill me. I'm like, I'm just going to go down. So he's behind me. And it's like, okay, so who, who, what were you doing? I was like, I was falling. He's like, okay. That's how you fall? Okay, that's how you fall. But that's the thing. Prepare yourself for your fall. Exactly. Prepare for your fall. But, again, fear. And I, I want you to address fear. I talk about fear all the time because that's what I specialize in overcoming fear. But how do you, what, what would you think would be a good strategy? Because right now my, my strategy is all right now, so I got to steal somebody else's. <laughs> Let's just do it publicly so you can't, you can't sue me later. No. <laughs> So, so let's let's talk about helping people to to overcome fear, Mr. Critic. I also want you to jump in because I, I've seen you do this with people, and and you and I talk about this a lot. But uh, what would you suggest to to overcome that fear? I know I'm going to walk down in the bathroom. I know my crick, I'm clumsy as hell, so I'm going to fall. What what do I do to to break the fear? You know, like I said, I open my leg, I put my legs out, and I just prepare. You know, I'm going to fall, <laughs> and that's it. How do you get other people there. We just have to address the fact that the only way that you can truly overcome fear is with action. Because that fear is it's always gonna be there. Right, right. But the more that you do it, the less fear and the more comfortable you become. Well are you recommending that we fall all the time? No. <laughs> Yeah. No, nothing beats a success like a fail. And I, I post I post a lot of stuff. I don't know who keeps up with me. Good luck if you do. So I post a bunch of, uh, recently I posted uh, on LinkedIn, I believe, and it was a road. And it was a road to success. And it says they think, and it had like uh, success, a, a road, and I think it had one failure and success. And you've probably seen yeah. it before. And I posted mine. And I said, and then I think, sell, 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 then success. And I, I think that's where you're going with this. But how do we get people to 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 understand that? I mean, they all like the picture. <laughs> a 
like 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 which is great. But how do you how do we get people there to understand the the actual that post, what that really means? That you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail. You know, without saying you're gonna fail. You know, 'cause at the at the end of the day, you know, I'm like, um, I'm juggling now. Bills are tight because now I have a studio down the street and a house over here and a car and this and that. I want to live comfortable, but I know I have to make another way. And I have to start somewhere. I have to start investing in something and start moving forward with it. How do we get them to see that this is not as scary? Well, our whole life, um, we're growing up, everybody's telling you that failing is bad. Right. Oh my God! You failed your test. Oh my gosh! You failed this. Right. You failed that. Right. And we have to realize that every time we fail, we're learning. Right. And we're right. growing. Right. right. Failure is a part of life. How many times does a baby fall before they actually start to start running? Right. 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 And they're like, I got it. And they fall. They're getting back up. Dust themselves off. They walk again. Right. They fall. Right. They get back up. And as a as adults, we feel as if Oh, I I fallen. I'm can't I can't get up. That's it. Right, we just <laughs> And a lot of the times we're looking for somebody to come lend us a hand to pick us up. Right. But that person never really comes. Right, because they're sitting back there laughing at you. Yeah, like oh, I told you not. I told you not to laugh. Right. Exactly. And we need to one. We need to support each other more. Right. And also we need to realize that okay, I fallen, but I can get back up. Right. Right, right. It just takes me realizing that okay, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still healthy. I'm still moving. I can still I can get, get up. up. Right. <laughs> right. You know. And, and, and I think, and I want to let's touch on that support topic. Um, just supporting each other. I mean, even as a coach, and I know a lot of people. You know, I know for pretty much in Philadelphia. And I, I said, hey guys, I'm opening a business. I'm, I'm, I'm having an open house and. You know, come out and support me. Just come out and support me. You know, at the, I was not a place where you buy stuff. You know, I'm I'm ordering sandwiches and I got some orders. You know, I just come out and support me. Show your face here. Let me see who who you are. Let's come out and shake my hand and say congratulations. And matter of fact, I, I need somebody to come out and help me paint because I I got the building, but I can't I don't I can't afford a painter. And yeah. That's dead silence. I should push the buttons to mute everybody because that's exactly what I heard. <laughs> that's exactly what I heard. Um, yeah. uh, speaking about support, uh, I feel like support is one of the, one of the bigger issues that we need to address um, with us as a brand ourselves. Um, uh, a lot of people want to get ahead and want to be successful and want to do lots of big things and become rich and famous and do all of that stuff, not realizing that nobody's ever done that by themselves. Right. And there's not a single person that's gotten there, and, and any anybody you could think of, any person you could think of who's successful in your head, that person didn't get there by themselves. And we as a people, we don't really support each other. Um, and when you're not supporting each other, none, none of us can move ahead. Um, <coughs> excuse me. None of us can really move ahead. So we got to start supporting each other. Um, and a lot of it uh, comes down to trust. Just living, you know, here in real life and reality, I noticed that a lot of us, you know, don't even trust each other. We're all sitting around in the room. We all work together. We see each other every day, and, and we and we don't even trust each other. Right. Um. That, that's a that's a super huge issue. How, how do you not even trust, you know, like a coworker or something like that? Why are you starting the day off, you know, with distrust? 
we need to start examining things like that. When we start our day off, we need to look at everything that's going to happen throughout the day. When you start your day, just kind of think about how you want your day to go. Um, think, Start looking around at things, you know what I mean? We're not looking around at simple things like that. Um, uh, and uh, Oh, and uh, also he spoke about uh, failures and success. I wanted to say about that is without the word failure, you can't have words like success. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Without a failure, a success wouldn't wouldn't exist. That's just how everything would be the same, you know? Right. Um, there has to be failure and there has to be success. Um, yeah. You're like, all right. <laughs> I, I told him no, Mr. Craig. No, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's 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 a it's a deep topic, and there's so many things and so many issues that you can address. Um, but I just, you know. <laughs> I also see a lot of people staying in their same circle of friendships. Mm. Like mm. you have, I posted something on Facebook on my the business account. It's like, if you want to know who your new friends are, open up a business and see who else. <laughs> <laughs> because most of the people in your cir- on in your circle are going to even like they're not even gonna like yours. They're not even gonna they're gonna act like they didn't even hear you. Right. Like, oh, start right. Your business. oh that's cool. So let's get into let's, let let let's talk on that. I'm like I hurt some feelings, but oh well. That's what right. I do. So oh, I wanna hear so So we definitely gotta talk when, about when that. You see that that's happening, you really need to reconsider the people that you're associating with. Right. Because they're going to keep you at the same level that you're at. And right. a lot of people would say, oh, well, I don't know anybody or I can't do it. You know what? There's books. There's internet. You have, <laughs> internet. You have an iPhone 6. You know, a lot of people will say that there's inequality. Everything is at the touch of your hand. If you want to know about stocks, open up your phone. If you want to know about real estate, open up your phone. If you want to know about bettering yourself as a and you have YouTube, you have Google, you have all these different avenues that saying, oh, well, I just can't do it, it's not good enough anymore. Mm-hmm. They no leveled the playing field giving us the Internet. Yeah. We need to realize that that is either our worst enemy or our best friend. And you can find people that support you anywhere in the globe. Right. You can find people that will get behind whatever mission you have, but it has to align with what is in good faith. Right, right, right. You know, we don't have to be out here selling drugs and, and all this crazy stuff because you can start a business on the Internet, you know, exactly. with no money, you know, and it starts with getting one follower. But you also have to have a message, like I said, that people can get behind. Right, right, that they want to stand behind. Exactly. And, and you know, I, I dealt with that almost kind of not – well, I got a little discouraged when I went to open up my company. Mm-hmm. And – um. It was it was kind of awkward because it wasn't a friend; it was a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I I shared and said, "Hey, guess what I want to do?" You know, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like I'm gonna open my business up, and I found a building, and it's down the street, and I already got it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, right now in this economy, good luck. And I was like, "Oh man, should I do this?" Because and and I say that to say it, it it bothered me. I don't think they meant anything by it, but it did hit a, a big giant. It put a hole in my heart, and it put a hole in my heart because I, I look for I look for something. I don't really look at my friends for the support. I look at my parents for the support. I, so that that threw me through a loop, you know. And it was like 
especially when you're the, you know, you're the person that told me anything. You could jump over the wall. I was like, I can't. Should I tie my sneakers or should I do it with the string hanging? You know what I mean? Like, take the challenge. And then that same person was like, shush, just miss that's something you want to do, okay? Just know I ain't got no money. I ain't helping you with that one, you know. I'm like, wow. So, do you believe in me? You know? mm-hmm. So it kind of it did it. It almost it didn't really it did it slowed me down mentally. Let's say that because it didn't quite slow me down. That's Armin. Um, it slowed me down mentally. It kind of made me go like, wait a minute, what should I be doing? Am I doing the right thing? It made me question myself, where I was already positive of what I wanted to do. I had a layout. I mean, I came in this joint with a paintbrush, and, you know, I was like, I'm getting this done. I ordered pictures and shelves. I already knew what I wanted to look to be. I want this to go here, this to happen, and that to happen. And at the same time, you know, I'm like, still all this doubt. I'm carrying, now I'm carrying a bag of doubt. I didn't have that bag of doubt <laughs> an hour earlier. That conversation happened, but afterwards, I did, and it, it took me, you know, it took me more motivation and more people saying, you know, great, great, great what you're doing, great what you're doing. I'm like, okay, but we just got another visitor in the city. You know, uh, he goes by the name of Big Black Arm. <laughs> uh, my holy, my holy arm, and he will be joining me um, in up and coming shows as my co-host. So. Shout out, you want to move closer and say say hi to the people. We live on air. You want to be late for stuff. So I'm going to work on his uh his time here. He's he going to work on it. We hear a green shirt for that money. But um, <laughs> um, just to kind of catch you up, we were talking about, we, we we spoke about declaring peace, not where we're talking about the climate of what's going on right now, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Ferguson, the world, everything. Um, this is Ivy Don. You met Mr. Chris. Um, this is mom do back here. <laughs> um and we we were we were talking uh Avidon is he owns a company as well where he does coaching, life coaching. I want you to shout your company out as well. <laughs> Free commercial time, come on because I'll charge you next time I'm telling you. <laughs> but um just, I mean we, we were talking about our feelings and, and how we go. So if you want to jump in anywhere, feel free, we can hear you, just move you to the mic, you got a big face, so you can easily get there. I, I will be insulting him a lot. <laughs> a lot down the road, y'all hear a lot of that. But but as I said, now I'm carrying around this this bag of doubt. And how you snatch, I mean, I'm about to just go snatch him back out. You know, I'm about to be a, a, the thug that go snatch all the doubt away from people. But how do we, that's a, that's another, it's going to be another issue. You know, I think we're going to do a whole entire show on taking doubt away. Removing doubt is is going to be is is like an infamous topic itself. So, Armin, it's down a big black arm. Um, that's that's a stage name. We we had to come up with a name for him. He was Nina Capone and the big black arm. So, <laughs> so so what what is your take? And I'm gonna slide the mic over a little bit here. I I just kind of want to know like how how are you feeling? You see social media. You're seeing. News. You're seeing all of the, the the men getting shot in the middle of the street, and the women getting slapped in the face and kicked, and you're seeing the the cops uh, set people up and all this stuff. Like, right. so, so what's your what's your take on what's going on right now? Um, as far as my take, as far as what I see, I, I see a, a lack of education of um, how to handle um, situations. A lot of times, we in a situation, you know, um, you know, it can be controversial. 
or it could be a crisis. A lot of people don't know how to handle crisis. Because of that, you know, that's why we what we're seeing. Because a lot of times, you know, he's dealing with um, authority, like a police, for example. He's not on our level. But people think that they are on their level. Like, these guys go through trainings for guns, and you get a gun, you're trained to kill. Anytime you get a license, you're to kill when you pull out. And police officers actually have permission to kill. So that caused a problem because when you get a person that's a regular citizen going against a person of authority, it, it, it caused a problem of how to handle that situation. If you get a, a, a police officer that may act out or he's on the power trip, you have to know how to deal with that situation so that way you can come out of it a lot. You know? Sometimes it, it comes down and say, okay, um, officer, I understand. Um, you know, let, let him have that leverage. Get your ticket, you know. And if it is just a little, little bit physical, don't fight back, you know. A lot of people are teaching to fight back. And uh, it's definitely not smart. You're not going to win because they're trained for that situation, you know. And the government is going to back them. The commission is going to back them because that's what they're supposed to do. If you say that the cops are wrong, you're saying that our whole system is wrong, we're looking at a big corruption. So they're going to have to back, you know, back their own people because of the way the system and how everything is set up. So I think it should be a, a teaching. A lot of times people say, well, I don't like the cops, you know, because... My, you know, my my big mentor, you know, Junebug, said he don't like the cops. Say F the police. So I'm going to say the same thing, but that little kid doesn't even know that Junebug has a felon with, with maybe three felons and he's a convict. So he has a different perception where this little kid has a chance to have an education and not be in Junebug's situation. He's going to his mind thinking like Junebug mm-hmm. and not thinking like an educational person. So, um, and, and most of the situation that if you see, you pay attention, you know, 90% of them are, you know, somebody getting pulled over. Like, let's talk about the guy getting shot in the back. I mean, it's a sad situation, you know, but he, the guy should have, you know, shouldn't be dead. You know, definitely shouldn't be dead. But at the same time, you get pulled over for a broken taillight. So when you wake up in the morning, you know your taillight is broken. You know you want to build the consequences from, you know, having a broken taillight. So either you get it fixed or just take the ticket. So if you watch the video, the guy gets out the car and runs. So we're, we're defending the guy that got out the car and ran, you know, and he should have got shot in the back. But, hey, he just got a taillight fixed or got a registration fixed. Because, you know, a lot of times we're actually walking the streets, riding the streets, and we're in the wrong or we're doing something and we have some paperwork that's not correct. And we want to try to challenge it. You know, when the cops pull us over, we want to have a lot of mouth for the cops and say, hey, listen, you know, I know my rights. The video was on. Like, that's the kind of stuff that just provokes the police officer because when they leave out the door, they don't know if they're going to come back home or not. So it's, it's two different sides to the story. Yes, you should never put nobody in the back, but, you know, I have a saying that says some things in life, you know, um, you know are unavoidable, but once upon a time it could have been prevented. So before it got to them getting shot in the back, he could have had the registration and tell rights correct so that, you know, when you got, got to that point. So... It's definitely not right to shoot nobody in the back. Definitely wrong for the cop to kill him. But a lot of times, you know, like I said, a lot of things is happening. I think it's a lack of education on how to deal with the situation, how to handle the situation, you know. There's, there's also a, a big gap between the education of the, the law enforcement, too. Right. Because when I was a CO in the Israeli Army, I was in the solitary confinement section, and those people, they, they're some of them are there for you know trying to kill other people. Right, right. And he said that you know the cops 
don't know if they're growing up home or not. I didn't know either. Right. But at the same time, I just realized that in front of me was another human being. Right, right. And right. I had people, excuse my language, but I had people call me nigger, 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 all this stuff. Right. And, of course, I didn't walk in there and bust his face open and, then you know, go home happy. Right. But he's he's hurting. Or he's in, he's in a situation that I know nothing about. Right, right. So me in an authoritarian point of view, I have to be on a higher level, and I have to realize, mm-hmm. okay, let let let's let me de-escalate the situation for a second. Right. Call me a nigger. <laughs> yeah, because I want to eat. Well, we gave you something to eat. Right. I want to eat again. Look, I want you to realize that you're in jail. You don't have freedom. If you would have done what you're supposed to do. You could be eating all you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you wanted to run away, you wanted to hit people, so I have to treat you like a little kid and you can't eat right now. Right. right. Well, if I don't eat, I'm gonna bang on the door. Listen, we don't have to make this a hostile situation. So right. just stay lane, calm down, you'll eat when lunch comes and everything's gonna be fine. Right. Now I wanna eat right now. I just told you you can't eat right now. Right. Okay? If you bang on the door, then there will be consequences. Right. right. And the same thing can go with police officers. Same thing. Look, you're speeding. Oh, I wasn't speeding, sir. You know what? Take a breather. Take five minutes. Okay? Let's try to, you know, figure out how we can handle this situation. Right. All right? You're speeding. You know that you were speeding. Okay? Yeah, okay, I'll speed. So, I have to, I have to give you a you know, I don't want to, but I'm doing my job. Right. Right. You know, and the next time you'll understand that you shouldn't be speeding. Right. Or I won't give you a ticket for speeding this time, but you know, right. try to try to be easy. You know, I've had that happen to me like plenty of times. Absolutely. Like the cop comes, you're speeding. Well, officer, listen. Okay. <laughs> Everybody is going the same speed. We're all right. going 80 miles an hour. You pulled me over. I don't know why. But I'm here, and I don't want this ticket. Right. Well, I gotta do something. I don't know. Give me some advice. Give me advice. Right, right. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Right, right. 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 The bad guy now. It's the good guy who's also reacting, and I think reaction has is the biggest issue yeah. at this point right now. I think we're all frustrated. The cops are frustrated. Man, most of my friends are cops. Even posting and doing those like this, and I'm like, how many of my friends are pissed off? And I can tell that they don't like certain posts or whatever. But that's why I don't care. They're still my friends. At the end of the day, you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, okay, you're a cop. And know that you get mad as hell. Mm-hmm. You get mad at me, and I'm I'm like your little sister, and I just told you something that you don't like, and you just broke the table in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just broke the table in 26 pieces because I said something you don't like. But so how how are you out here treating uh, other other people? What about the drug dealer who's lying to you, and you see the coke on the seat, and you like the coke on the seat, and you ain't no coke in my car. You can't search my car. I know my rights. I listen to the whole entire Jay Z song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you get to it. I mean, I know as, as an officer, you know, you, they gotta be frustrated. I know it gotta be frustrating when you roll up on good dummy, good dummy. You know, and I hate to say it, but we got some dumb people. I meet some people. You know, my mom say I drive 
like this, you stupid thing, you dummy. That's how she said, I get in the car and just turn it on. And sometimes I do feel like that because I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you, why did this just happen? I mean, as you guys drove up, what did you see? You seen a man literally run and smack dab into the back of this lady's car and decide, hey, do a one-way street. I'm going to go up there now, <laughs> up the street, fast as ever. Like, and then she's not in her right mind, so she take off after him. I'm like, what really people, what goes through the minds of society today? Like, is it something in the water? Is it something in the, the, the I think it's in the chicken. They put it in the chicken. <laughs> no more chicken. <laughs> no more chicken for nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, A lot of it comes from our our way of life nowadays. Everything's so right instantaneous. Yeah. And we don't know how to just, well, stay calm, relax. There's no more passiveness. I didn't even think of that. That's that's true. And that's what, all right, that's the huge thing between successful people and unsuccessful people. Right. They're relaxed. Even when, like, all right, people are in stock and start market crashes, the ones that make the are like, okay, it's going to come back up. Right, right. right. You know, let me go golf. I'll golf it off. Well, golf it off. I'm going to start golfing it off. And that's all. I mean, whereas other people are like, oh, well, it, it crashed, we got to sell, we got to sell. Right. So then the people that know and that are calm, they're buying more because they know, okay, it has to come back. So it's like, right. it's, there's no patience. There's no patience with people. There's no, the, the relaxed state is gone. I think they, everybody should go, what's the name of that place? I'm going to get them a free shout out. The uh, Where you go lay in the big giant tub at Epsom Salt. I don't know if you ever did it yet, and you can float. It, it's like this. So 
Now I'm looking around, so I, I find I go through my old stuff and I pull out my pager. You know, she's cracking up. She's and how did you communicate with this? You know, she's like, how did you communicate with this here? I'm like, well, it's it's a pager. You know, you know, people would call this number. You know, I'm explaining, and it beeps, and you know, I could look at it and say, oh, that's such and such. Well, a name come up? No, just the number. Pointless. Who created this? This was the dumbest invention ever. And at the same time, I'm like, wow, we did use our brains. We used our brains. We knew, you know, 0568, oh, that's mom. Oh, 2284, that's Larry. 2962. We could throw these numbers off for days. We knew them. We knew them. And, you know, they're looking at it like, is this not a full blown text sign with a signature that say, oh, by the way, this is grandma? You're like, who this? <laughs> You know, you're like, wow. And I, I think that's where the disconnect is coming. I yeah. think that's where the disconnect is coming. Um, the understanding what someone else is saying, just in general conversation, um, having a conversation with someone and saying, hey, I need you to get your, your work completed. Well, I said I didn't need you to get your work completed. I didn't say when. I, everybody needs specifics. Right. And it's because they're used to reading the text message. It's because everything is clear in the text message. I need you to take care of this for me. Well, kind of mean now. I wouldn't have asked you if I ain't mean now. You know what I mean? And I think we're all guilty of it, but it's just because we're used to reading it. If you didn't write it that way, then you're not going to receive it that way. Well, we also need to realize that um, the people who made this technology to make your life easier, <laughs> to make it. Oh, right, right. Now, we use this, this technology so that we can do whatever, entertain ourselves. Right. You know, but it's really to make your life more organized and, and to make it more simple. But it all comes down to how we're using it. Right. I use technology just to connect with people that I can't reach. You right. Know? And most people are using it to watch YouTube or to, to do this, That'd to do that. Right. That'd be me. Do I, that. There's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead. You can talk about me because I don't get you back. <laughs> so, nothing wrong with it, but you also got to realize that you got to step outside of that. Too. Right, right. And you got to step outside of electronics, outside of Facebook. Outside Take out of that of journal. Write your thoughts yeah, down. Yeah, write a note. Um, one of the things here at my business, and we specialize in, I, I guess you guys seen all of my journals. And then for those who can't afford the $11 ones, we have the $1 journals. Well, they aren't so fancy, but <laughs> and and that that's what we that's what I encourage people to do. So when you come into me, I know you may have came in for your credit or for business, and that's fine. But let's start here. Higgle some markers, higgle some crayons, higgle a blank journal. I want you to go ahead and draw your goal on the front page of this journal. And it's like, God, I got no art skills, and I'm like, don't worry about it. Just use colors. What's your What's your goal? We're gonna start with your goal right here, and you know, I get I get that. I ain't writing nothing down. I don't write something. Can I, um, let me get my phone. No, no, no. By all means, don't get your phone. Put your phone on the table there. The door is locked. Nobody's going to steal it. Come sit down mm-hmm. and let's journal. Oh, girl, you is crazy. Your method. What is this going to accomplish? Right. And, you know, and that, that's what made me implement that step because I think if we can, that's my tool to get people to have a little bit of patience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think after a while they, they want to use it a little and they're like, well, okay, this whole journal thing isn't as bad. Yeah. Guess what I was doing? Let me look my book. Oh, you got a book now? Mm-hmm. Girl, I even got a calendar. Yeah. You know, because how, how much do people really use, like you said, utilize the tool? 
or this, these these devices, the phones and everything, for what they're really used for. Yeah. You know, right. you keep your calendar in there. I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I run a technology department and all that good stuff, and I got my own business, and I can. My calendar is in my bag. It's purple, and they got a pen. Okay, yeah. like I don't use my phone so much as I go on YouTube. Guilty. So I mean, <laughs> I'll promote Instagram. What I'm gonna be doing later, you know? But I really. I like journaling. I like writing. I guess that's the old school part of me, you know, because I was born in the middle. I'm in the midst of, well, I had to actually beg for a computer. It wasn't like one automatically in the house. I had to actually go to the library and use the computer. You know, when I first got a computer, it was tan. You know, it made a lot of noise when I, it was like, that was the typing sound. I'm going to drop it. AOL. AOL. Dollar. I'm going to plug it back in and get that Exactly. Exactly. So, that, just imagine, just imagine, just one day, we take all of the Wi-Fi and all that good stuff away, and we say, hey, kids, you can definitely still use the Internet. It's fine, but now everything's dollar. I think it would be suicide. Unfortunately, it would be some suicide. <laughs> that would be scary. And, and I think that's where that's where we are today. And we have to try to, you know, as leaders, as leader, you know, we put ourselves in a, a leadership position, but now it's time to change that. It's now it's time to take a, and start with the kids, start with the youth. You know, I got this up here, and somebody seen me. I was testing last night as well, um, putting the movies up here because now it's like so much summer's coming. I have teenagers. I don't want them running around in the streets. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I have a business. So after business hours, you guys can come here, pop some popcorn, hang out, watch movies, you know, all day, and I can watch you. Yeah. And I can hear what you're saying. So, because we don't know what they, they do when they're not with us. You know, we were kids. Lord knows I was a kid. Whew. I see. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, there's another topic that I like to cover with my business as well. Is a lot of, like, a lot of people are asking what's going on with their youth. Right. And there's a huge gap in between the parents that, we had it growing up, and the parents that are now is that a lot of parents nowadays don't have the patience again. Right. They're all right. technology, and then in order to get their child to stop bugging them, here, take my phone. Here. Take oh my God. Yeah. Here, just get out of my face. And we have to stop getting in that routine of just passing it off. Right. We need to. The buck stops here, and I need. I wanted this child. Or even if you did want the child. I got it. You <laughs> right, right. So you have to have the patience and, and realize that you're building another person. Exactly. And this person is going to build more people. And they're they're building things. We're, all, we're building things every day. Right. And you need to realize that it takes patience and it takes time. And all it takes is five minutes. Right. Right. You can you can sacrifice five minutes just to give your child a little bit of attention. Right. Just to give your friend some attention. Just to give right. somebody that you don't know some attention. I have people randomly talk to me all the time. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm rushing. I'm, I'm trying to do things for my business and all that. Hold on. Let me get out of that routine. I can take five minutes and talk to this person. Right. right. I might not even care what he's talking about. But you right. know what? It makes you feel better better as a person when you just took that five minutes. Right. Because you come out of that and it could be the most pointless thing, but subconsciously, it's affecting you and it's slowing you down. Right. In a good way. Right, right. 
Right. Because we're, 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 we're constantly like that. I walked through my office the other day with a thank you, some thank you balloons, some mm-hmm. flowers, and a thank mm-hmm. you card. And, you know, I was just talking to some coworkers, and this one particular coworker, not only did she have my back with everything, uh, at work and outside of work, but, you know, I just felt like a random act of kindness should be done for her. Yeah. So, you know, I got her some gifts, and I went to her, I, I stalked her, her calendar. I like, oh, she's going to be in a meeting. I went to her desk, and I set all these things up at her desk, and she was, like, literally in tears, like, thank you so much. And it's like everyone in the, else in the office is like, what'd she do? Why you do that? Why you do that for her? And it's like, God, we don't do this no more. Like, I was really right. disturbed. I was like, so, doing nice is weird. Yeah. I'm weird now. Oh, snap. I'm weird. <laughs> I mean, but you, you didn't, I didn't realize how something like that would be so far-fetched. You know, you could have just sent her an email. Like, I didn't want to send her an email. I wanted to give her some balloons all over her desk and a flower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I did. I went and got a vase and set it up and I decorated. And I, I had people staring at me like I was in violation of the uh, too darn nice code. I was like, oh, my God, I just broke every rule in the book. And, yes, I could have sent her an email. And, yes, I could have said, hey, thanks for what you do, you know. And But I felt like I should do more. Yeah. I felt like not only, you know, I could have sent it to her house, but I felt like if it was here, this public display of affection from another human being, just she walked to her desk after a meeting. Lord knows what her meeting was about. But <laughs> hopefully it was good if it was bad. It made her smile, you know. Something, something that, that we don't touch each other no more. Uh, Siani. My child, she texts me. She's upstairs. In the morning, we we down in the hall from each other, and she said, "Ma, can I wear your shirt?" <laughs> what? What? Walk over there. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you, Canada? But <laughs> 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 well, we 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 this is this is where we are as a society, you know. Ma, you got anything? We, what we eating? What we? She's right there. What we got to pay for? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like. I, I don't get mad at her. I do, like, do crazy stuff to her. Like, let me just go knock knock her door down and be like, wow, what you want? And she's like, you are a weirdo. Why? Because I can't even talk to you. That just threw your whole day off. But that's what it takes. Right. You need to, to stop thinking twice about stuff. Like, I see a lot of people that they, they want, like, they'll be trash in the middle of the street. They want to pick it up, but they're like, all right, who's looking? No, nah, I'm not going to pick it up. I'm just going to buy it. And I'm like, seriously, so I walk over there, I pick it up, I'm throwing it in the trash. Then another person comes. It helps me pick it up. Like, oh, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. Right. But we as individuals have to realize that, okay, the buck has to stop with me. Right. And I need to be the person to step up and be the leader of the situation. Let me just do it. Let right. me just do it, yeah. Right. And let me not care what other people think. Like, so many people, especially teenagers at school nowadays, like, there's so many bullies and all this stuff, and we're scared to 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 do the right thing. Right. In the fear that nobody's gonna like us, they're gonna make fun of me, they're gonna like all this stuff. Who cares? Right. Right. You right. know a lot of people say, Well, it means a lot to have friends. Like at the end of the day, you're not gonna know these people twenty years from now. Who cares? To you you ain't gonna know none of those anyway, trust me. <laughs> and we also have to we also have to teach that to our kids that we get so right. what? Right. So what does God doesn't like you? Whatever. Right. 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 That I said, yeah, 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 yeah,
the right. Okay. Right. Like, right. Right. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's missing. I do want you to mention who you are, your business. Real quick, we have about 10 minutes left, so I'm going to talk about that. I'll jump into commercial. Um, I'll talk about my business, Black Arm. The big black arm. He like he falls asleep. We bore you with this this war topic on a life and everything. I'm actually the earthy you guys think. I see the full time. Absolutely, absolutely. So, real quick, Avian, tell us a little bit about your business, what you do, and how people can reach you. Um, the business is called Bria Developmental Specialists. We specialize in developing businesses, small businesses, large businesses, whichever you prefer. We help you build um, uh, company culture, which is a very important thing because yeah. you need people that want to come to work and you need people that are happy at work. Be at work. Right, right, yeah, right. And that's a right. very hard thing to find these days. Um, we also work with budgeting for your business because a lot of people just spend money and they don't know <laughs> how to invest money. Right. Um, we also work with your personal life, relationships, Dealing with people face to face, how to handle conflicts, just like we were talking about earlier. Nice. We also deal with um, you setting your own goals and reaching those goals and setting the like action steps. Right. In order to get there. Okay. Um, we have a lot of other different services. You can check out our website. It's www.brios.com. It's B-R-I-O-D-S. Com. Um, we have a lot of different information on there. You can also find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We post a lot of different great mm-hmm. quotes and um, videos that really set the course for you to have a better day. Nice. Because, nice. you know, we all need that that little bit of support, and we're here to take your hands on the journey. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. I and he's also my brother, so he'll be around here. Y'all can also find him at, at my best consultant when I steal him away here. <laughs> so, um, big black arm, we're gonna jump to you. <laughs> we're gonna jump to you. So, so just just a little bit, a quick spill about your business and where we can find you at, because act like you don't do nothing here. He's gonna say you're like, what business? <laughs> no, I know. Actually, I feel like I'm just starting. You know, I feel like my company's just starting. So that's all. That's all right. That's all right. So like, um. I spent a lot of time just learning. So now after I learn, I was like, now, okay, now I get it, you know. But um, we do entertainment consulting in the fashion and music industry for the past nine years. So um, we consult, develop, build brands, and manage, um, you know, and we specialize in fashion production, things of that nature. But we like to work with the underdog, get, give um, a platform for those who are trying to get to the you know. Nice. And what's the this company? First class entertainment spelled with a K. Class entertainment incorporated I-N-C. And y'all can find him on my website. He's also my manager who still like to hire me for shows and stuff. Put me on the spot. I'm really practicing going behind the scenes. I'm practicing that. Because you can see more from sitting back than being in the middle. Absolutely. I'm falling back a lot. But we got to Magazine coming out real soon. All our fashion magazines is going to drop. It's going to really change the um, industry. And it's um, definitely working with a lot of people who are trying to get to the next level. It's a, it's a platform for those that want to get to the next level. Yeah, um, that's about fashion. It's more or less, you know, a lot of people, unless you're already with the elite or with the 
Vogue and the majors, you don't have a you don't have an outlet with something that's professional and credible to actually say, Hey, you know what? I'm showcasing my work here and I'm actually advertising my platform here, I'm promoting myself here and people can actually respect it, you know. So um definitely creating a lane. Um yeah. He was just asking for a car. He like, wait a minute, hold up. She interrupted the commercial. <laughs> and last but not least, so but you can find all of these people. I'll make sure I put some links on the website as well, so you can find everyone. And last but not least, we have Mr. Critic in the building who's getting ready. Well, he's my partner. He's my partner in my business consulting, and you have a couple other initiatives going on with the blog and. You're part of consulting. Let's talk about what you do. So. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm the CIO at my biz consulting. Uh, I'm also a technology coach in it and um, and a technology consultant as well. Um, just coming up with different solutions and ways for small businesses to be able to start up with the technology that they need to do it and not have to spend an arm and a leg because the money is the biggest part when you're starting out. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'm also on a nonprofit board for STEAM that's science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're going to be bringing those things uh, uh, to the youth by, you know, having some different people who actually work in the field to kind of, like, let them know what it is. Because you can't really see beyond, you know, what's told about it. So people that are actually doing work, they're going to come in and talk to the kids and let them know. Um, maybe get to some of them that think it's too hard. That's, that's one of my goals for technology especially. Right. Um it did come into a technology bashing show a little bit. I just want to say that uh, technology is incredible. I mean, it's a gift and a curse. So technology is something that you can use to uh, change the world. You can do anything that you want with it, but you also have to be aware of that and not consume too much of it because too much of anything is never a good thing. <laughs> you a technology addict. <laughs> we want that. Now, that's what I'm going to work on starting that program. Up. Definitely, definitely. And, and just, just any more for that? I'm also uh, you can also find me on any streets radio website, Mr. Critic, Mr. Critic blog. Now y'all know who it is. He so. <laughs> <laughs> didn't reveal this yeah. out. So okay, and last but not least, Nina Capone, aka Jamila. I I talked about her a lot today on the show. Um, I'm the CEO of My Biz Consulting and also a business coach, finance coach, credit coach, counselor, IT technical coach. So I'm partnered with the critic, and I help implement these things as well. I do more or less the assessment, finding out what you need, helping you discover what you need before we actually push you in the direction of doing things. I think I feel like a lot of people come into my office, they have no idea what they want to do, even if they start it. It's like, okay, but you've been doing this already, but, okay, but this is what you really want to do? Okay, so let's get you there. So my I more or less strategically pull out the real object, like what is it that you really want to do? I know you've been painting. What have you been painting? Cups. Okay, cups is great. But what are you? I'm a painter. So you can do murals and all. Yeah, but I paint cups. Okay, so let's get you focused. So, I mean, that's what I specialize in really getting getting people to where they need to be. So you can check us all out. We're always probably just doing stuff. We're all, I'm sure, busy, but not busy, not too busy for you. I'm going to jump into one of my sponsors, Cool Voice Media, again, with a 60-second spot here, okay? And then we're going to get out of here. I want to thank everybody that tuned in. I declare peace, not war, in the streets radio. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, we're going to do this a lot more. So, you know, 
Grab the link. You can upload, download, do put this anywhere you want. This will be available as soon as I click the button. Because um, technology is dope. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. <laughs> um, and just just stay tuned. We, we're going to be touching a lot more topics that, that goes on in, in the streets right, right now. Like I think it's important that we, we talk a little more. Of course, we're going to have a music plan. That's what I love, my passion. So we, we're not going to eliminate the music, but we are going to have some talking talk shows here. So stay tuned. Cool Voice Media up next. Let's do this. You must be crazy if you think anyone is going to buy your music unless you tell them about it. You'd have to be insane to think radio TV spots to promote what you do don't work. This isn't a sales pitch. It's reality. Are you going to get left behind again? Or are you going to promote your event, album, movie, tour, artist, or whatever with the targeted radio spots from CoolVoiceMedia.com? Our spots are hot. Check them out. Nothing slams a deep down body thirst better than Gatorade. See Beyonce knows live in performance on her biggest tour ever. Smooth Jazz. Anita Baker. Burger King introduces the new Hickory Bacon Cheddar Burger. Monday, December 6th on Cinemax. We will write, produce, and get your spot on the radio. Now that's cool. Listen, when it comes to promotion, the answer is coolvoicemedia.com. Anything else is just crazy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.